Welcome to Your Financial Planet podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Your Financial Planet. I'm your host, David Valliere. And today I'm excited to have Alex Burns with us. Alex, thanks for joining the show. Hi, David. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, of course. So lots going on in the markets and our global economy today. You know, I know we talk about this in investment committee meetings and things like that. But today I really wanted to spend some time kind of tying the importance of all these moving parts in the economy and the market back to what we would call the fundamentals, looking at budgeting and spending. And maybe just on that note, maybe just give kind of our listeners some of the things that are in the headlines right now that we're seeing, and then we'll dive into budgeting and and spending. Yeah, of course, for anybody who watches the news or listen to our market update with Eric Nahat last month, some of the headlines that we track as a firm are, you know, increasing inflation, like uh, cost of goods, gas going up, the dollar losing purchasing power, or uh, rising interest rates. There's continues to be disruptions in the supply chain, things are evolving um, with the Russia-Ukraine war, and then even some ongoing uncertainty with COVID. Then a lot of these factors are increasing the probability of a recession coming up in the, in the near to midterm future. Yeah, so a great point you, you mentioned there, Alex, and nice plug there for our, our market update with Eric. We also recorded a, a webcast with Mark and Eric on our market, uh, an extension of the market update in July. So if you're a listener and you have not uh, tuned in for either of those, the podcast or the webcast, feel free to reach out to us on our website where all that information is housed. So a lot of things there, Alex, that like we just can't control. Right. There, there's so many things in an investment cycle. You mentioned interest rate hikes. You mentioned inflation, supply chain disruptions, a war with Russia and Ukraine. A lot of these things we can't control. So what I wanted to talk about today is kind of getting back to the fundamentals of what we can control as investors. So maybe talk to me a little bit about what are some of the things we can control? Yeah, the. These are the things that we focus on day to day with our clients. The things we have control over is having a plan, having a budget, and managing our spending and our savings to align with that plan. And then these are the key factors that we look at with our clients every single day that lead to a successful long-term financial plan. It's really interesting too, for me being in the business for as long as I have been, in you know, conversations with clients float around differently. Maybe the markets are going really well, maybe the markets are struggling, but at the end of the day, we're always bringing them back to what is your plan? What is your budget? What is your spending? And how does that relate to your investments? Talk to me a little bit about some of the things you're looking at when you're talking about budgets and spending with clients. Yeah, we always preface it with kind of an, a simplified overview of the process we go through with every client is that a financial plan, it's not a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter solution. There's a lot of variables that go into play with each and every different client, and it's different for every family, every business owner. And then the recommendations that we formulate with each client, it's based on 
many conversations over the years. It changes, you know, as they have kids, they want to buy a house, the kids go to school, family passes away. It evolves as their goals, their wants, and their needs evolve throughout life. And then another thing that we track, you know, in addition to the economy on a whole, is that all of what we're talking through today is our recommendations based solely on current tax laws. Things change every few years, and they might change by the time I retire. And I would more than likely be willing to bet that they would. Um, So everything today is just based on what current tax laws are. Yeah, that's a great point. There's constant maintenance required with a financial plan. So all those things you just mentioned, all these moving parts with the economy, let's simplify it. Where do we start? Yeah, good question. Like I said, very simplified overview. I boiled it down to basically three steps. First step is what can you save? Second step, where should you save it? And the third step is how should you save it? And the first step, what can you save? That goes back to the importance of budgeting, understanding what your cash flow is. Our financial plans rely on good data in, good data out. You cannot rely on the results of a financial plan. If you don't know what money you have coming in, but more importantly, what money you have going out. Going out. And it's actually a fairly common problem for clients to not know what they're spending. We have clients of all ages, all different backgrounds who we have you know, an annual meeting with them and they say, I don't know what we're spending. And that's half of what our meetings are is talking through cash flow planning. We do utilize the Synergy Client Portal, which allows you to link your credit cards and your debit card to track your spending and categorize your expenses. And then another thing we talk through with clients is the importance of understanding what your day-to-day habits cost you in a week or a month or a year. Uh, one thing we talk through is buying coffee. If you you know want to start at, stop at Starbucks every day versus making coffee at home. And then having a conversation with us or your spouse or whomever to determine if these are things that you're willing to live without or if they're a priority in in your life, knowing that you may forgo the ability to save extra by doing so. I like a good restaurant as much as the next person, but we've seen people spending more money on dining out than their car payment each month without even realizing it because it's that easy to you know, not fall within your budget parameters. And then kind of with that same note in mind, savings and saving and budgeting is not easy. Just in general, it takes a lot of discipline. We always suggest automating your savings and treating it as a line item on your budget. So if you look at your budget and you have X amount of dollars going to your car payment, Y going to your utilities, you, you want to put Z as the $300 or $3,000 a month that you're putting towards savings and just keep that going every single month and long-term it'll pay off. Yeah, I love that. You know, as you're talking about that, I'm just thinking about, and for listeners, my background in hockey, you know, ice skating. Anytime you want to get good at something, you have to stick to the fundamentals, right? And a lot of times... Mm-hmm really good athletes can get away from those fundamentals and then they you know they get into a slump or something's not working and the first thing we look at with them is how are your fundamentals are you working on your edge work are you working on the fundamentals of whatever is failing and invariably getting back to those fundamentals gets them back on track i love that 
So you mentioned where should you save? Talk us through that. Yeah, exactly. So once you figure it out, you know, I make A each year and we spend B. The delta between the two is every client asks us, where should I be saving my money? And we like to use a three bucket analogy. If you think of a short term bucket, a midterm bucket and a long term bucket, the short term is going to be your emergency savings. Uh, we suggest three to six to nine to 12 months of living expenses on hand in cash, highly liquid in your cash or, or in your checking or savings account. Obviously, like I mentioned, it's subject to client's comfortability and another, you know, number of variables, but this emergency savings in the short term bucket is for things like a job loss or your car breaks down or major home repair. Having that money on hand allows you to pay for those unknown expenses without having to liquidate investments or take on consumer debt to cover them. Um, that midterm bucket is going to basically be everything between now and the day you retire. That's for buying a house, buying a car, or your child's education, which is a different conversation entirely. But that's primarily using taxable assets like stocks and bonds and an individual joint or trust name, which are fairly liquid. Um, you can have the funds available within, say, a week or so, but they're subject to capital gains taxes and you know not as liquid as having your emergency savings in cash. And then the midterm bucket is how you build wealth outside of the contribution limits associated with retirement accounts. But the goal with the midterm bucket is to bridge the gap between the day you retire and the day you start taking Social Security income and required minimum distributions from your retirement accounts, again, at ages 70 and 72, respectively, but that's based on current tax laws also. And then the third of the three buckets is the long-term bucket, which is going to be primarily your retirement assets. This is the largest bucket because you're using it to fund 25 plus years that you're going to be in retirement. These accounts a lot of people are familiar with are your 401k or 403b or a traditional or Roth IRA account. Um, the goal we always push for clients is to max these out whenever you're eligible to contribute to them. Um, if you aren't, we work with a lot of clients to figure out what's most advantageous for contributing to retirement savings based on their other goals, what other buckets suit their needs. And then things like a 401k and a 403b, many employers make a matching contribution to these on your behalf. And we always say, clients should contribute at least enough to get the matching percentage because it's basically free money that you're leaving on the table. And every dollar you contribute to a 401k or a 403b or other pre-tax retirement contributions lower your taxable income and those funds grow tax deferred until you have to take required minimum distributions in retirement, which is currently uh, age 72. Okay, so we've got short-term cash flow needs, midterm bucket, you mentioned the long-term bucket. Let's transition that and talk to us about how should we be saving? Of course. Yeah. So talked about taxable midterm savings, retirement, long-term savings. 
but the basic portfolio construction is essentially the same for the for the two. Everyone's familiar with stocks and bonds, which are also called like equity or fixed income in uh, in our industry. The uh, general rule of thumb used for a good equity percentage starting point is taking 100 and subtracting your age and using that as what percentage of equity is a good base point for you in your portfolio. But again, it's similar to how much cash you want to have on hand. We have clients in their 40s who are very risk averse, just don't like taking risk in the market. We have clients in their 60s who whose portfolios are in 100% equity. It's just dependent on on, on your comfortability as a person. And then um, of those, uh, between the stocks and bonds, um, bonds, for those who aren't uh, familiar with them, are, are debt issued by uh, the government, the U.S. government, or corporations that pay you back as an investor over the stated period of time at a predetermined interest rate. The repayment of that debt or the bond from the issuer provides fixed income, thus the name uh, fixed income, and provides what's considered ballast in the portfolio. And these bonds, the interest rate that are provided by them is an attempt to keep pace with inflation better than keeping money in cash, like in your short-term savings. And then the other side of that coin are stocks, which are a fractional ownership interest in a company and they appre- may appreciate in value as the company grows. So that's having shares of Apple or Google and so on. And then as far as investing in stocks versus bonds, we have people ask us all the time, when is a good time to invest? Is it good to invest now if the market's down? Is it good to invest if the market's high? It's incredibly difficult to time the market we always tell clients time in the market is better than timing the market. Investing earlier takes advantage of what's called compounding interest, which is considered one of the mathematical wonders of the world, actually. And what that essentially is earning interest on interest. Say you have a $100 investment and you get a 5% return this year, you have $105. That same 5% return next year is a 5% return on $105 and so on, if you, if you know what I mean. And then investing on a monthly basis leverages another uh, concept called dollar cost averaging, which reduces your volatility to buying the volatility by buying at a lower average cost over a period of time. If you're putting $100 in each month, so on, and the, as the price fluctuates, you're buying at a lower average cost over the course of the year. Yeah, anytime I get the chance, I'm I'm always looking at how do we dollar cost average into the market. Uh, those are good points. So so we've covered a lot there. Tie a bow on this for our listeners, and give me any final thoughts around budgeting and spending that you have for today. Yeah, of course. So everyone's at a different stage in their life. Everyone has their different level levels of comfortability. They're all on different stages of their financial journey, um, but it's important to plan for the future. Um, all planning, you got to start with the basics, like your budget, controlling your spending, taking advantage of investment opportunities like your 401k and investing for your future. And then if you aren't ready, you should be working with a financial advisor to help you through the process. If you're looking for an advisor with 
in-depth knowledge and experience in wealth planning, considering working, consider working with the Synergy team. Cool. Appreciate that. Nice plug there. I like it. So for listeners, if you have any interest in subscribing or sharing this podcast, it can be, uh, you can find it on our website at synergycapitalsolutions.com. Also, if you'd like to reach out to uh, Alex, myself, or anyone on the Synergy team, uh, you can always reach out directly at hello, H-E-L-L-O, at synergycapitalsolutions.com. As always, I'm your host, David Valliere. Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisors before establishing a retirement plan.